chat! Maddie from Scary Clown Promotions. Maddie from Scary Clown Promotions. Maddie from Scary Clown Promotions. Boyakasha. Alright. Welcome to today. Have a good day. Not bad. I was in um, York the other day. I'm in Tokyo today, as you can see by the bar. That's a bar, Tokyo bar, according to the name. Jeremiah Cocktail Bar in Tokyo. Nice. Not many Premier people. Premier in? Wait. Is there a Premier in again? Um, Travel Lodge Tokyo. Very nice. Uh, this is just... Uh, so you're at the circus. Yeah, yeah, just having a bit of the circus tonight. Um, I just thought I'd do this quickly before I go in. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so tonight we're chatting with Matty. Hey. Matt, hey. your signal's a bit funny. Your signal keeps going a bit odd. Have you got Have you got children playing on Xboxes? No doubt. Yeah. So yeah, we we got Matty. Um, I don't want to ruin who he is. I'll just say that we got Matty. Yeah, I had to check by message earlier what he actually likes to be known as because his uh, Facebook profile says Matthew. Mm. Um, you thought he'd say Matt, but he said Matty. That threw you. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so there is a there is a clown theme, which will will, will, will become clear in a bit. Um, it's probably clear from the title, actually, on the, on the YouTube video. Um so I thought I'd, we'd start off by having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke because we do like to um, have a joke. So, what, what does a clown call an oxo cube? No, no idea. What does a clown call an oxo cube? A laughing stock. Classic. Like that. Uh, what happens when a clown retires? Um, I don't know. I don't know. They um, they leave some big they leave some big shoes to fill. You're gonna have to say it again because I accidentally pressed the button. You're bleeping. Oh, uh, come on. Episode six, this is, and we're bleeping. Um, seven? Don't seven. Know. Um, what, what was the joke? It's the way I tell them. Uh, what happens when a clown retires? What happens when a clown retires? They've they got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what I don't know why it is that the clowns always have big feet, don't they? They, they always do. have to always have to order those big shoes. I assume that once <laughs> once they um once they're born and they've got big feet, they're either gonna be a basketball player or a clown, depending on how tall they grow. But they can tell by the size of their feet that it's gonna be one of the mm. they, when when they're born they're that big and they just come out and they're just like bang as they as they pop out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> you know you give birth to a clown when it comes out and goes, uh-huh. <laughs> What's your favourite um, kind of clown routine or trick? What's the, what's the best thing you ever see a clown, clown do? Um, I like a clown on a unicycle, to be honest. Like a unicycle... With a horn in one hand and a, a hanky and a, and a and a hanky that keeps growing in the other hand. 
So he's like, he's like, favourite clown. Magic. Yeah, a bit of a magic clown, just to detract from the fact that behind the makeup and the clothing could be a very dodgy male. Speaking of dodgy males, I've got a quiz for you later regarding clowns. It's not about dodgy males, is it? Well, it is. It is, in a way, because clowns have got a bit of a reputation, haven't they? It's, um, um, I'll keep it under wraps for a little bit. We'll do it a little bit later. When is right. um, have you ever, ever been scared of clowns? I have not been scared of clowns. Hmm. Does this face look like somebody who's scared of anything? No, it doesn't actually. Um, have you ever been scared of clowns? No, but I was terrified of Cybermen. Okay. Really, that- really scared of Cybermen. That's Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Terrified of them. Have that's the ter- only thing. Oh, that's the only thing. What? Sorry. That I've ever been scared of in my life. Uh, that's the one occasion I've been scared. Not bad. Not bad. I never did my favourite um, clown trick is or routine. What is it? Tiny car. You might have to come a bit closer. Your, your voice is a bit funny there. Tiny car, right? Tiny car, yeah. Yes. One clown coming out, another one coming out, another one coming out. Ah. Classic. Your voice keeps going. Are you actually coming through your microphone or your computer? My microphone. Yeah, that's nice. Turn it up. Probably not. Not better. I think so. So the the routine where they're coming out the car. Yeah, yeah. When you've got a little minute. How do they? How do they do that? Do they do they just climb in the other door and get through, or are they literally? Well, I I assume it's going to be. I, I wouldn't have thought you'd see that live. I think that's only when you see them on TV and stuff. It's going to be camera trickery, isn't it? It's going to be one half of the screen, one half of the is. Uh, it's the, the yeah. It's going to, the screen's going to be cut, but merged into one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so people, I, well, I didn't know if they if they just treat them really badly and they really do pile them in the car. <laughs> they might do. They might do. A clown yeah. account. Yeah, and the big, the clown leader. What's, what's the what's the main man at a circus school? The the, the big top man. It's the ringleader, isn't it? Ringleader, ringleader. Yeah, the ringleader's there with his whip. Get in the car. Get in that car, Krusty. Hey, Krusty. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, look at that. That's a good poster there. It's got snuff written on it and the crippings and weir caps. And if you, if you move those bottles, you'll that. see Buzz in the Felts. Buzz in the Felts. Should I move those? I think oh, you no, should. don't have to. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, you <it> should. <laughs> hey. There is it. <laughs> look, two of the acts. Look, we've got the snuff here. Where's your crippings t shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Hello, Matt. Matty, how you Hello. doing? Cheers. Good evening. Cheers. Cheers. You can't even see it. Uh, cheers. I've got a cup of tea. So I've... Yeah, I've got a cup of tea as well. Uh, my day yeah. off today. 
and late shift tomorrow, so beers this evening. You've Perfect. been beers all day or just this evening? Just this evening. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not clever or big or clever to drink all day. No, but when yeah. did this start? When did? When did this evening start? Oh, <laughs> as soon at one minute past 12. <laughs> That's technically the latter part of the day, so. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Matty. As you know, we're just going to be talking shit for as long as we want to tonight, if that's all right with you. That, that's um, the agenda. Yeah. Let's talk some shit. Yeah. Before we do that, Steve has the job of doing introductions, so he's done some research, possibly, so he, he might come up with some grand introduction. Has he been through my police record? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'll, is, be uh, a, there'll be a knock at the door in a minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Matty Humphrey. He is one-third of Scary Clown Presents, who put on the best gigs in the Peterborough and Stamford area. And, well, they, they are the best gigs, basically. And, and they do some... Well, there's there's a particular one particular awesome compilation which I happened to buy today on Bandcamp. Fair play, and, and it's a shame I missed out on the vinyl version of it. But I guess that was a long time ago now because because uh, I'm out of touch. But it's uh, yeah, was that a while ago? Two years, two yeah, two years last two years last January it came out and yeah, sold out kind of. Pretty much straight away. So, yeah, it's a good album. Good album. The first one that actually struck me because I was just going through. I was reading through the list of bands. There's obviously Vanilla Pod on there and people like that who I knew from years and years ago. Um, well, I knew the band from years ago. I didn't necessarily know them as people too much, but um, I noticed there was a song called Martin on there, which is an. And I thought, I wonder if this is an acoustic cover of Martin by Stuff. And it was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Really good. I can't remember the name of the guy who did it now, but that's um Simon, uh Simon Wells, who was one of the original three members of Snuff. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, back back in the day, Snuff were a three piece. Yeah. Um Andy, Simon and Duncan. Uh, Andy sadly passed away. Um so yeah, the current um version of Snuff is uh yeah, several lineup changes, I guess. <laughs> I, was, I know because my first ever band we covered Martin years ago, in about ninety. I think every band did it back in the, back in that day. Every, every punk band, anyway. Three chords. Simon, Simon and Duncan wrote Martin. I can't remember who did the lyrics and who wrote the music, but yeah, that, those great. early snuff songs were. I, I believe I'm right in saying were um, uh, Wells Redmond's. Uh, writing team. Yeah. What I like about that is how well that translates into an acoustic song, which just, to me, just shows you just how good some of these music, some of these songs actually are. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's um, I don't know, some people say the punk music and punk music scene and the, the songs are just so simple and <clears throat> just kind of, there's nothing to them, can only be played like that. But then seeing it translated or listening to it translated acoustically like that, Absolutely beautiful. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now we've yeah, got yeah, absolutely. We, we want to talk loads about Scary Clown tonight and what you're listening to at the minute and plans for the future. But what we want to do first is go back to the start for you. Where did your love of music come from? Wow. Uh, but you want like warts and all and the embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah take right. us right back. Yeah. Oh, so the first, the first music playing device I ever had was... Um, <clears throat> a digital alarm clock with a cassette player in it, like a mono thing. Mm -hmm. And I got that one Christmas. And the first album I had was 20 Golden Greats, Boney M, which was like a cardboard um, cassette with the M bit was cut out and the band kind of <laughs> like showed through incredible record cassette <laughs> have, you, have you still got it no 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 um yeah so i guess the first things i got were comp compilations funnily enough um but the first kind of genre music i got into was like two-tone scar at school so um i was a huge madness fan the first uh posters i had on my wall as a kid were were madness whole room my little box room was covered in posters of madness nice yeah i yeah, don't know how anyone can't like madness to be fair mm. i think they're i think it's such good fun yeah yeah, just school disco. Madness just makes me think of school discos and yeah. getting told off by the teacher for having my trousers too short and wearing airwear. <laughs> yeah. Y cardigans and waffle cardigans. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, it was, a lot, it was a lot simpler back then, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. Getting told off. Yeah. 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 Where did you grow up? Where, where, where was... Where was young Matty listening to music? Peterborough. Yeah, yeah I'm a Peterborough lad, pretty much. I was born in Luton, um, but we moved here when I was one. Right. Um, so, yeah, I went to East Home. Brilliant <laughs> reputation, that school. Hopefully you haven't heard of it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's, it doesn't exist there. I think it's part of... Harrywood College or something now been okay. and, and and stuff. Yeah, so I grew up in Peterborough. The first gigs I kind of guess I went to in Peterborough were at the Warina. Um God, uh Zodiac Mind Warp, uh Fields of the Nephilim, kind of quite gothy sort of stuff, I suppose. When are we talking about? Uh, what's that? Mid mid eighties, maybe mm -hmm. early eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Was there a good scene back then uh, in Peterborough? Because we know what no. it's like now. There wasn't, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, there was stuff at Warina. Um, yeah, when I first kind of got into punk, um, I was part of the local hunt sub group and we would hook up with other hunt sub groups and um Ipswich kinda I went to gigs in Ipswich mm. a lot at the uh, Caribbean Centre in Ipswich 
Um, got quite pally with Phil from Extreme Noise Terror. Uh, a guy called Kieran. Um, so the Peterborough Hunt Sab group would kind of drift over to Ipswich quite a bit and, yeah, go, go to gigs over there. Saw some fantastic bands over there too, but um, early incarnation of Carcass, I remember seeing. Um, yeah, noisy stuff mostly. Perfect. Really, really noisy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I was just say, do you ever um, did you ever play anything? Were you ever in bands or anything? <laughs> I was in uh, a band for a little while. Uh, the, the band actually carried on for quite a while, but I was only in it for I don't know, was it was it a year or a year and a half or something? Um, with three people from Peterborough and a couple from Wisbeach called Combat Shock. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no. yeah. Mm. They, uh, Sonny and Mel, who were really the driving force behind that band, kind of uh, they relocated to Brighton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they carried on for a decade, I think, or so after I left, and maybe um, before lockdown and stuff. I think they they'd started playing again. Yeah, had yeah. Simon Cribbit in the band as well, playing bass. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Not at the same time that I was no. but, uh, later, yeah. No, I remember watching them. Uh, I, I mean, the Bowling Green in Wisbeach, I remember seeing them quite a few yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, we used to go to Bowling Green quite a lot, and uh, Sonny and Mel used to put on gigs at the Bowling Green. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played I've, a couple. Oh, did, did you? you? I did, yeah, years ago, in 96, 90, yeah, about 96, I was in a band called, uh, we weren't very good, we were called Sphincter. Oh yes! Yeah, I remember we did an outdoor thing at the bowling green once. Yes. And um, the back of the truck. Uh, yeah, I think we used your drum kit. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Hurst yeah. is on drums. You know, you, you must he knows everybody, Craig Hurst does. He was our drummer. Um yeah, that was that was brilliant. Wow. <laughs> that was a long time ago now. When was that? Yeah, mid nineties. Be ninety six, mm. ninety seven, something like that. Because yeah. no, 90, yeah, it'd be ninety six. I would have thought definitely ninety six. I, I think it might have been ninety five because it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I think I left. I left Combat Shock in ninety six. There was a bit of a separation, and then they got back together. That we did a tour with Police Bastard um, right. from Birmingham, um, and the band kind of imploded at that point, and then. Sonny and Mel, um, who were kind of the glue of the band anyway, kind of replaced the useless ones and and, and carried on. Sorry. Just saying there's bands, there's a forfeit that they were around with Beach yeah. Island, weren't they? And uh, mm. which I think was Paul Cribbit, which was um Yeah. Simon Cribbit's brother, I think. I think yeah, that's right. yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, brilliant. I remember those days. Kind of when uh, Vanilla Pod started around that time as well. Yeah, yeah. We did a gig with them at the Angles Theatre in Wisbeach, and um, yeah, I remember that place. Yeah, them and one yeah. car park up as well, and one car park up. <laughs> <laughs> one car. Yeah. Uh, Crack Babies. Do you remember them? Of course, yeah, you that's know. Lloyd's. That's Lloyd's band, isn't it? 
Yeah. Well, he played with them for a bit, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, reminiscing. I wish I was. It was, wasn't it? There was a lot going on back then. I mean, we're talking about Wisbeach, and that's that's where I am now, and I've been for <coughs> years in, in, in Wisbeach. I mean, if you think about what, what there is now in Wisbeach compared to what there was in the mid-90s, there's just yeah. absolutely nothing now. But as a yeah. 15, 16-year-old, a Sunday afternoon, you'd be at the bowling green, um, yeah. just surrounded by all these people watching these mental bands. And um, yeah. that'd be most weeks as well, or, or even every weekend. You go to the angles one night, the bowling green the next night, and it was yeah. just non-stop. Was it, was it like that in Peterborough as well in the 90s? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, um, there used to be... Um, the park, which was um, a fantastic venue, which has now been converted into a much-needed um, set of flats or apartments or something. But um, Chris Lovell, uh, Danny, Strawberry Dackley, Ackley, and uh, who else? Sean used to put on gigs at the park and um that was good that was um late 90s i guess uh noughties mm. uh and that was cool i was actually um kind of in the 99 2000 i think it was i was i was managing bogarts then yeah. so um i used to hook up with chris quite a bit and Everyone that you would go to the park would kind of meet up in Bogarts first, have drinks in Bogarts, go over to the park, and then I'd occasionally put up bands upstairs in my flat uh, above the pub. <laughs> nice. It was, uh, yeah, it was. That, that was a really good time. So, yeah, there was some good stuff in Peterborough, especially at the park. And, uh, you know, when Del Singh and that were running the park, Obviously, there's um, Steve Jason's place. What's it called? Met Lounge. Um, Met Lounge. Met Lounge. I never, I, I never really. I don't know whether it was the layout of the Met Lounge or what it was, but I personally didn't feel all that comfortable in there. But the the park, I guess, I, I like it when there's a bit over here where you can sit and chill and chat with people, and then the stage is over here, and you can watch the band, and it's kind of multiple areas to hang out with people yeah you uh, need that you need that because it is a social yeah, thing really and it's, absolutely. You, you need to be meeting up with your friends and keep and yeah. chatting with everything as well as watching yeah. them play definitely yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah did you ever ever go around the country look at watching bands as well or did it always do you just stay local um i, I kind of used to part of the reason um that the scary clown started was because um you know, it became such an expensive endeavour going to see bands. And even, you know, gigs that probably only cost a fiver or a tenner to get in in London probably meant a train fare, a return train fare, or, you know, someone driving and then you got to find somewhere to crash and all the rest of it. So um, that's kind of how the Scary Clown started, really, was you know, this is hard work. What let's less kind of literally let's let's do it ourselves and what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> when when was that? When was that? I think when the scary clown started it was uh me me and Gareth, Gareth Ellison. Um and we'd where'd we been? 
we'd been and stayed around my mate Ross, uh, his place in Chelmsford, and Southport were playing. Yeah. Um, so we got to see Southport in Chelmsford and stayed at Ross's. And um, yeah, <clears throat> I've forgotten the question. When did Scary Clown start? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard as well. Yeah. October. <laughs> Seven years ago, eight years ago, was it? Oh, I thought it was probably longer. I think it was eight years ago, yeah. Really strange time because uh, we'd been planning our first gig, which was Want Unit, which was um, another way it came about was, I think I've been hassling Sean at the Met Lounge to um, put Want Unit on, and he he, kind of wasn't confident that they would... um, people would go and see them from Peterborough because that's kind of quite a young crowd Yeah, at the Met Lounge. And maybe at the time, Walt Unit's fan base were a little bit older. So I remember saying to Gaff, like, you know, we're going to have to put them on. Um, and it was my, it was coming up for my birthday. So initially it was just a one-off thing. We were going to put Walt Unit on and some mates bands, the Deadites, Electric Cindy's and... Um, Psycho bombs, and uh, it, it was a birthday gig. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, I think five five days before our first gig, my dad passed away. Oh no! Yeah, uh-huh. so uh, ah shit. Um, but I think it was a day or two before it. My mum had a word with me and said, uh, "Like obviously, you're still putting that gig on." Yeah. Well, I, I I don't really know, and she said, "Well, you know, you, your dad was a real sociable guy that liked having fun and partying with his friends and stuff. He'd hate to be the reason for something yeah. not to happen." Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that first gig was perfect medicine for me because I've just kind of been caught up in uh, all the. Uh, this is cheerful, isn't it? Quite <laughs> all the stuff that the admin that goes along with a funeral and somebody passing away and, uh, yeah, to be able to go out and just be surrounded by my mates. And uh, Wonk Unit changed uh, the lyrics uh, of uh, one of their songs to to my name, so the whole room was singing out my name. It was like Brilliant. perfect, lovely, yeah. lovely blokes. One unit, I can't, I can't say praise them highly enough. Lovely, lovely people. Yeah, they're big in the scene there, aren't they? They're, um, they're, I know they're well, well popular. What I've heard, I've always liked what I've heard of theirs. And yeah, but Walk Fest is one of the best uh, DIY events that goes on in the UK. Yeah. Just uh yeah it's just lovely it's just really nice it's just eating drinking hanging out with great people it's split over two stages so yeah. you, i mean you can't keep up you're just running up and down mm-hmm. like the these two stages so you literally have to pick and choose who you're going to see but um yeah brilliant well, everybody, everybody at these gigs are there for the same reason. They're all into the same kind of music, all into the same ideals, essentially. And so it's absolutely brilliant fun, these gigs. Mm. That's, that's how it should be. Absolutely how yeah. it should be. 
Is it um is it ever been hard work getting everything together, getting the gigs together, or is it all just got to sort <coughs> itself out? Yeah. <laughs> um I guess as we've got a bit more experienced in it, it it's it's kind of got easier. Um so as the scary clan was evolving, Gareth was doing the, we started doing these all dayers. Okay, and um that meant food. And Gareth, who at the time was 50% of the scary clown, got really into it. He, he's vegan. Yeah. He was starting to um, go a bit beyond uh, buying stuff off a shelf and cooking it on the barbecue. So he was, he was literally getting into the science of food and he was making stuff from scratch that we were then, we, I say we, he, he was cooking um, and kind of resist vegan kitchen kind of grew out of the scary clown. So, and that kind of took Gareth away from what we were doing musically and resist vegan kitchen. Uh, fantastic food, by the way. Um, I've just gone from strength to strength and, and that's been a nice kind of thing about, the uh, community, I think that it's kind of evolved from our silly little thing that we do where bands play and people get drunk. Is uh, there's a, a kind of a community's come together, yeah. and there's little things evolving from it, which is really positive and uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Who does your who designs your posters? Just out of interest, just a complete. So I'm just looking at your posters behind you now and. I've always been amazed with all the scary clown posters. I love them. I, I, you know, I kind of do them, but I can't really claim I, I'm a I'm a I'm an art thief. Um, I find images and I manipulate them. So there's nothing kind of really done from scratch. I just kind of steal stuff and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's that. Yeah. That's, how, that's, how, that's, that's how we make music, isn't it? Yeah. Steal, steal it. Steal it. Change that a bit. It's postmodern, postmodern yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The art, the art is in the borrowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hot. So, yeah, <laughs> you were just talking about that community feel. And um mm. I know when when you asked you invited us to play with that snuff night, um, that was our kind of first experience of being a band and, and playing a scary clown night, and it just felt so different to anything we'd ever done before. I mean, yeah, between yeah. the between the four of us, we've done shitloads over the years, but that one yeah. night that felt different, just that community thing that everyone was in that door at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, everyone was there ready to start the night. It wasn't people turning up at nine ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of. Um you know, and a, a bit of a shout out to the old Stanford crew, like Clive and uh, Leona and those guys were always, you know, I've, I'm not one for pressuring people to go on and see the first band, but there's just a kind of unwritten rule that I think when we do stuff, people just generally go, right, come on, yeah, downstairs, down you go. And it's just a kind of unwritten rule that if, if you're there, you know, if, if the first band is some 17-year-old lads, then 
go and support them as much Andrew. as the last band. It just kind of evolved like that. There's no pressure on anyone to do it. It just kind of just kind of naturally happens. Well, it's a better show like that. We we I know we played a lot better because there were so many more people yeah. there watching us and cheering everything we were doing. Yeah. And it gives you that much. It gives you so much of a buzz that you yeah. you instantly play better because of yeah. that. You, you're into it more, and it's, it's the best gig I've done. The best, the most enjoyable gig I've. Oh, brilliant! That's played. great. It's really good. We had another yeah, one. Booked. We had another one booked, but it got cancelled because yeah. of the coronavirus lockdown. That was um, Captain. Um, what are they called? Uh, that was in a pub in Peterborough. Oh, that was going to be at the Ostrich when it was it. Yeah, uh, Captain Arsehole or something. Captain Arsehole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, we've, we've never um, always kind of prided ourselves on whatever situation throws at you. Don't cancel a gig. Never cancel a gig. Yeah. We've never cancelled a gig. Headline band can't play. Don't cancel the gig. Go on, play it. Just do it anyway. <clears throat> And then obviously coronavirus changed all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and we had some such good stuff lined up as well. And still have now, look, we're, we're not allowed to announce yet. Um, but we, we just kind of, I guess, got to the point where we were kind of about to step up a level. Yeah. And um, the play kit. So, yeah, difficult. Yeah. That's yeah, that, I mean, we, we we were on a similar journey, I think, because after that after that gig, we thought, oh, fucking hell, people are actually quite like us, and something could happen here. We could get some more gigs this year, and we could actually do something yeah, here yeah. quite quite good. And then and then nothing, and then we're still here a year later, still with that band going nothing. Yeah. So what? How's the last been year bit year been for you? Whew, uh... It was all right at the start. Um, mm-hmm. I quite liked it, to be honest. We just we moved house in the January, mm. so uh, we were in a new, um, bigger house. Um, the April of last year, the weather was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were just hanging out in the back garden, barbecuing a lot. Yeah. Um, I've kind of pretty much been at work all the way throughout. So uh, I was getting out of the house still, still interacting with people at work. Like everybody else, I'm sick to the back teeth of it now. You know, it's just, I'm just desperate. To, I'm quite tactile. So I miss hugging people and um, miss spilling my beer on people and just, breathing on them and then just going get off I really miss that yeah it was I I agree like last May April May time it was I know shit stuff was happening in the world to some people but it was once you're in your home little bubble and the sun was shining and yeah it felt like less pressures less pressures to be places and it slowed down I remember seeing actually Matt you seeing your Facebook quite a bit because all your photos you have barbecues pop up all the time you'd always be in the garden with a with a beer um (laughs) having a good Having a good time, so um, so no, I, I know. But at some point over the last year, I think we've all hit tipping point. I think we got Christmas out of the way, and it was yeah. like that's enough. We're, that was 
that was a major disappointment in my household Christmas because um, I've got two kids. My eldest is 19 and uh, my lad is only eight. And um, he's got a bunch of cousins around his age. And uh, he's got one in Exeter, two in Nottingham, two in Peterborough. And, you know, as they were talking about the lightning of lockdown for Christmas, and mm-hmm. in the build-up to Christmas, we asked him what he wanted. He said, yeah. I just want to see my cousins. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. our, our house has always kind of been a hub of that kind of family get-together. And, um, yeah, when Peterborough kind of hit the top tier, mm-hmm. as the only kind of city in East Anglia. Oh, shit. Yeah. Dreaded telling him, dreaded telling him. And he didn't take it brilliantly, to be fair. No, he weren't happy. No, no. It's such a, Christmas is such a huge, well, it should be for kids, such a huge thing that it feels like forever until the next one's going to come along. It just, everything about that day just feels like fucking magic, doesn't it? And so, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine how it must have felt for kids this year. Awful, awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Where did the name so Scary Clown come from? Um, it came from a photograph of one of my dearest and stupidest friends, uh, Mr. Mason Banks, uh, which isn't copy rhyming slang for anything. Um <laughs> Some friends of mine that no longer live in Peterborough went their house, Nikki and Kieran, they always used to throw great parties and it would always, you know, they would have fancy dress themes and stuff. So they had this, uh, I can't remember if it was freak, freak Show, I think it was, this Freak Show fancy dress party and Mason went as a scary clown and uh, he's quite the artist, so his, his makeup was fantastic. So... Um, I think we toyed with a couple, or I toyed with a couple of names. I'm a bit bullshit, so uh, I don't think I gave Gareth much saying it at the time, probably. Um, so, yeah, there was this photograph of him, and it was his face. It was either going to be that or uh, the Hellhound Presents, which was my old dog, who was a cross between a, a Bassett and a Springer. Uh, so, yeah, she was the Hellhound. <laughs> but scary, scary clown, just you know, and that was before a couple of years after. There was, do you remember all that stuff in the press about scary clowns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. oh shit, no, we're going to be forever associated with <laughs> weirdos with sledgehammers, mm-hmm. like <laughs> hanging around on the street corners. Speaking of scary clowns, I've got a, uh, I've got an amazing quiz to do. For you both at some point. Cool. Let's do it. And uh, should we do it now quickly? Do it, do it now. I'm, I'm very competitive, but not very clever. So <laughs> It's not very hard. I can promise cool. you that. And it's going to be very short. I, was, I, I told Simon about this. I hyped it up. So this is going to be amazing. Yes. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> it's very clown or nice clown. Okay. okay. Right. So, my background is going to change, and you've got to tell me which one is which. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Just figure out how to do it. Where is it? Where is it? Right. So, we'll first go with this one. 
Which one? Which one? Gary. Gary clown and which one's a nice clown? Well, that's John Gacy on the left, isn't it? What do you think, Simon? I'm Scary? a bit, I'm a, I'm a bit concerned. I'm a bit concerned by both of them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't trust either of them. If I had children, I would not let them near my children. I, I think the one over your right shoulder is is the slightly more dodgy one. That so one? he's the scary one. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you both agree with that one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that is John Wayne Gacy, known as a killer clown who assaulted and murdered at least thirty-three young men and boys. And the other one is Bozo the Clown, who is a made-for-TV American clown franchise. Okay, so the most famous clown in America, that one. Nice. So, nice. Well done, both of you. I didn't realise that your scary clowns would actually be murders and rapers. rapists. <laughs> uh, I, 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 thought they just, I just thought they'd be a bit nasty looking. No. All right. <laughs> so there's three. <laughs> there's three of these, all right? This is number two. All right. <laughs> now this is all about perspective really yeah uh, Matty, what do you reckon I'd, I mean I don't know who um, the one over the left shoulder is uh, yeah I don't know who that is and obviously I know who Ronald McDonald is and uh, I'm not a fan is would probably be <laughs> underestimation of the situation is that? Oh, what? I don't know who's the one with yellow hair. There is. No, well, I don't well, know. Just it? based on how they look, which one, uh, and what, in a moral situation, like morally, who do you think is the uh, scary clown out of these two? I'll tell you the name of the other one. It's Oleg Popov. Whether that helps. <laughs> Oleg. I, I, do you know what? I've got a feeling he, he wasn't a cannibal or something, was he? No, I don't think... He can't have done more damage to society than Ronald, surely. So, you're going for Ronald? I love Ronald. Ronald, yeah. Both going for Ronald, yeah? Yeah. yeah. And you're both correct. Oleg Popov was a Soviet and Russian clown and circus artist, and he was People's Artist of the USSR in 1969. Not a cannibal at Ronald all, then. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's quite nice, apparently. Ronald McDonald is an evil overlord who uh, has... <laughs> Killed too many people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the final one. <laughs> so which, which one is the uh, nice cloud and which one's the evil scary cloud? For the listener's benefit, this is a picture of Boris Johnson. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> It's hard to say who the one on the left is without <laughs> makeup on. Um, mm-hmm. it, I did meet, I met Coco the Clown when I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, back in the days at the uh, at, on holiday in Great Yarmouth in the mid seventies, when you were still allowed to watch humans fighting animals as entertainment. Oh, uh, the good the good old days. <laughs> good, old, <laughs> good old days. <laughs> What's in a clown? Punch the bear. Shit, kidnapped <laughs> by a kangaroo. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think, yeah, Bozo the Clown. Yeah. Uh, so basically, that one, no, that one is. Uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he's a nice guy. 
I'll put it up his nose there, but he is uh, Grok, who is a Swiss clown, composer and musician, and called the King of Clowns and the greatest ever European clown, apparently. Mm. And the other one's a dickhead. So <laughs> that's the end of the game. It's brilliant. Uh, well done, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well Good done, everybody. Win, you all won. Did I win? Yeah, you both won. Yeah. You win. Listen, we've done that thing again where we're going to get kicked off the call. Matt, are you all right if we send another invite out and you join us for a bit longer just so we can have a chat about what's coming up with Scary Clown? Yeah. This sounds like a good opportunity for me to go for a leak as well. Yeah, go for a piss. It's piss break time. Yeah, yeah. Piss break. And uh, what do I do? Just go back into my emails and there'll be a new email. Yeah, I'll send you you an email. Yeah, nice one. Cheers, mate. Where do we get to then? We played a game and what? Um... Oh yeah, what have you what have you got booked in now then, Matty? With have you got stuff booked in for Scary Clown for the year? You probably can't tell us, but have you got stuff booked in? Yeah, um, we've got something in August, October, November. Um, was is Bad Cop Bad Cop Want Unit like part of a joint headline tour that they're doing, um, which um, just kind of sold out immediately because people are obviously just desperate to get out and I think people are confident that by um, November things will be cool. Um, The October one, which I'm not allowed to talk about yet, is uh, an overseas band on um, also on Fat Records. Um, I had some communication today. Wow, they're getting a bit... I think they're more kind of the American touring bands are a little bit wary of what's going on on the mainland and coming to play the UK without doing the mainland isn't uh, really an option. So I I give them the thumbs up. Um, Whether that'll happen or not, I don't know. That's October. Um, Also one in August that we're chomping at the bit, just waiting for a green light to announce um, on the 21st of August. But, yeah, a bit at the minute. Okay. People are still a bit nervous about wanting to announce things just to then cancel. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's tricky. But hopefully, yeah, later this summer and for the rest of the year, we'll three or four gigs hopefully this year the backup backup gig that um yeah it's obviously sold out already do you sell out full capacity because it's, it's a um voodoo lounge isn't it yeah do you sell full capacity for that at the moment or how does it work can you yes at the moment um with if we follow the roadmap there should be no restrictions by the 21st of june i think um you know, whether this whole thing swings back the other way and there's further lockdowns or not, you know, uh, we don't know. I think people are confident in us to know that we're <laughs> we're amateurs. So um, if you buy a ticket from the Scary Clown and the gig ends up not happening because of situations beyond our control, you're just going to get the money's just going to pop back into your account. Yeah. No, you don't do booking fees or you know it's yeah that's impressive though isn't it and november i'm just looking at the poster now november the 18th 
and it's yeah. uh, oh, it's just great off. But November eighteenth, and it's just like you say, sold out already. Which is, I think, yeah. I think people are as as nervous as people are about getting back again. Yeah, I think people are just desperate for live music, aren't they? So I think Absolutely. any gig for the rest of this year is going to be mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, going to be absolutely sold out. Um, yeah, but it does it does seem strange, and we've gone from all these lockdowns and restrictions that in a couple of months we can all be back in a room again and fucking breathing mm. on each other and jumping on each other's backs. Brilliant! <laughs> Can't wait! Can't wait! Yeah, it's going to be great. And what I love why, that uh, Yeah, I was going to say why? Why Stamford? Where did that come from? For your use of the Voodoo Lounge? Um, why did why Stamford? Um, because the venues were so few and far between, um, and I can't remember why the Voodoo Lounge initially. Probably Gareth, I think had maybe um, put on a gig there before um, through uh, Michael Houlihan that runs uh, the Voodoo Lounge. Um, So, yeah, we just had a chat with Michael and um, instantly, you know, Michael's an absolutely lovely guy. And, uh, yeah, he just said, yeah, this is my venue. I want people to stuff on and, and fill the place yeah. on you go and he just made it really easy for us he said the overhead is x amount that pays for the pa um you sort your bands out so it it was quite easy to build it up just mm-hmm. to like cover the cost of the pa um michael does the door yeah uh, yeah it's just such a lovely venue Mm-hmm. Uh, such great people yeah I, I mean I, I can't praise Michael enough I, lo- I love the Voodoo Lounge it's a great place yeah. great venue, great venue yeah. isn't it yeah yeah mm. the, pub, the pub itself is great on above the Voodoo Lounge yeah. and, then, and then that room is such a good atmosphere as soon as you get yeah. into there even with nobody in it it's a great atmosphere just the way yeah. it looks it's, it's an amazing yeah. place it's really yeah. cool yeah. Yeah, look, I played there loads of times. Never as busy as I played for the Scary Clown one, but played loads of times. You can say Michael is on the door. He's, he's whether whether there's five people there or is it a hundred people there, he's yeah. he's always as welcoming, always the same. Yeah, yeah. And, um, sweetheart. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he obviously works hard to keep that place going as well. Um, and I'm just glad it's it's come out the other side of lockdown. To be honest, because without that in the area, yeah. I mean, what have we got? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, shout out to um, the ostrich in Peterborough as well. Doesn't lend itself brilliantly for the best layout for live music, but um, you can't, the the enthusiasm that, um, you know, the guys show at the ostrich, and uh, obviously it's a place very dear to my heart. So, um, yeah, kind of voodoo lounges, venue number one because of stage layout sound and everything um but we also try and spread the love a bit you know to the ostrich nothing planned for there at the moment but as things normalize again um very much look forward to having some stuff on there as well yeah do you get good turnouts at the ostrich as well as uh well as good a turnouts there as you do i mean um well, one of my favourite gigs that we've ever done was um, a bit of an accidental 
midweek gig, uh, I think it's Jugs contacted me, um, somebody from London, and it was Dave Smalley in the Bandoleros. I had a dead date on a tour. Um, so we ended up putting them on. You know, I, I can't even remember what we gave them. It was something daft like a hundred quid or two hundred quid, and they'd I think they'd like played sold out Camden the night before. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, they basically played for like a pint of beer and a soggy sausage roll, um, <laughs> and, and they loved it. And uh, yeah, Dave Dave Smalley's one of those old school guys that's just. Um, yeah, li- lives it. Uh, total sweetheart. So Scary Clan is the three of you then, is it? It's Crispy and Johnny, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's me, Crispy and Johnny at the moment, but um, that's that's probably... It's, it's probably a bit bigger than that because um, there are people beyond the three of us that are kind of waiting in the wings regularly to step forward and help out, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, Warren, who's often, like, our all day, as you'll find him pouring beer um, Mm -hmm. or um, serving behind the barbecue and Debs. And there's just always people ready to uh, appreciate the kind of community of it and uh, ready to step forward and help out. So, yeah, it's the three of us that kind of discuss which bands are going to put on and and look are just like really kids in a sweet shop going oh this would be good wouldn't mm-hmm. it um but yeah but do you think this will go on for forever then can you see a time when you and those two stop getting excited about putting bands on <laughs> um not really thought about it to be honest um i just hanging out with people drinking and partying and to live music is what has been my favorite thing to do for a long, long time. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine not doing it. It's just, it's too much fun. Yeah. 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 So what, um, just finally, what, is there any music at the minute you're listening to? Is is there any like new music you get into or do you find yourself going back to the same stuff? Um, <clears throat> so uh, new release stuff uh, Burning Flags new EP um, it's quite heavy stuff recently I suppose it's Burning Flags new EP uh, LP rather uh, Borstal EP uh, Incisions new LP Bliss mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah there's a lot of people talking about that yeah it's a great record it's just yeah. 20 minute old school blasting snotty punk hardcore fantastic really nice old boys as well yeah where are they where are they from do you know manchester are they right yeah they might even be playing a scary clown show quite soon oh cool yeah wow that'd be good that'll get that'll get some interest if they do because yeah like i say that and anyone that I'm kind of chatting to at the minute is 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 bringing up them and, and talking about yeah. them and the album because um, yeah, it's just blowing everyone away. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Band. Cool. Get, if we can get them, they always sold out too quickly for us. 
People yeah, right. be twatting oh. about on air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've got three tickets yeah. to be played. So that was the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, Matty, is there anything that you want to promote or anything at the minute? Anyone you want to say hello to and make them watch this right till the end? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh, just shout outs to, I guess, um, Resist Vegan Kitchen, Gareth. Uh, battle lines if you ever familiar with the battle lines live art battles check that out mm-hmm. uh tacos and flip-flops don't drink in uh weather spoons go if you're in peterborough drink in the ostrich yep. uh and all that definitely with you there avoid yes yeah. avoid weather spoons everybody if you don't agree you can unsubscribe from this thank you very much <laughs> All 35 of you, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right, this is where we do a fake goodbye and we have a wave and then we do a proper goodbye afterwards. So, cheers, mate. Bye, Bye. thanks for coming. See you later. Yeah, there you go. There's your fake goodbye.